Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio, a show dedicated to helping men grow in their relationship with Jesus Christ. We are broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Around the globe, streaming online at iowacatholicradio.com and on the Iowa Catholic Radio app. I am Joe Stopulus, along with Father Zach Kautsky. Today we're, we're joined, kind of, sort of, uh, by a hero of mine, Father John Ricardo, with a call to action. Last week, Father John gave a homily on the importance of prayer and fasting in the history of our nation during trying times. We wanted to share this message with you. Before we get too far along, Father Zach, would you open us up in a word of prayer? Absolutely. Good to be with you here, Joe, this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the gift of our lives. Wherever we are today in our walk with you, we ask that you would strengthen us for our continued battle with sin. Give us the grace to live out the virtues. Give us the grace to see each person as worthy of our attention and full of dignity. We ask you to bless each of us and our families today as we entrust this day to Our Lady. Hail Mary, full, full of grace, grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, womb Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. St. John Paul the Great, pray, pray for us. us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Father, this is already going to be kind of a unique show in the fact that we're not actually interviewing anyone in the second segment, but we're going to go to the first segment and keep this kind of thing going where I say, let's talk about the importance of podcasting, right? That's a normal conversation. Absolutely, yeah. There is actually some relevance to this, and that is every week I listen to Father John Ricardo's homilies. Monday they get posted if he, if he was right. preaching. And so every Monday I get the opportunity to listen to that. And really I want to just kind of have a conversation for our listeners to, to understand that there's this wealth of knowledge out there. With a lot of the bad things technology brings us, it brings us a lot of good. And one of the things in my life that's been instrumental has been centering my life around Catholic radio, Catholic podcasts, and it can really change your life. And I know many people who, who have done that. I'm going to highlight four podcasts. One that everyone, if you just go out and download all four of these because they're all life-changing. The Father John Ricardo podcast airs every Monday, and it is his sermon from the day before, and yep. it's always amazing. Yep. It's always amazing. Yep. It also keeps you up to date with what they're doing in the parish. The other ones, Bishop Barron has two. He yep. has the Word on Fire show, which is a 30-minute mm-hmm. show that comes out once a week, and it is on one specific topic. Yeah. And if you've ever done Bishop Barron, listen to him. I mean, it's like watching the He's Catholic. a great teacher. And, and he also does the weekly, weekly homily he has so then every, in advance of the Sunday. Too. Every Wednesday or so releases his weekly homily. Right. So right. I every Friday morning and every Sunday morning, I listen to it twice to get prepared for the readings on Sunday. Right. Uh, and so it's another great one. And then obviously the most important podcast is Man Up, the Man right? Up, yeah. The Man Up Our podcast. podcast. The Man Up podcast. No bias there. So make sure you're subscribing. Subscribe to the Man Up podcast. Subscribe to Father John Ricardo's podcast and then Bishop Barron's podcast. That's on well. iTunes. Those are all on iTunes. And, you know, there are, there are plenty of others. There's Pray As You Go. It's got the daily readings and reflection from a very Jesuit outlook. Uh, there's uh, there's an unlimited amount of John, or John, John Ricardo, John Leonetti 
uh, has Your Catholic Life that just came out. The IO Catholic Radio has Your Catholic podcast. Life. Your so, Catholic Life. John, okay. I don't like giving too many plugs for John Lee and right. But my point is there's a lot of great content out there, and it, it's delivered right to your phone. I, I We just had last week we released our podcast on uh, fighting pornography in the world, and so obviously There's that, like 60 views Yeah, well, already. Yeah, already 60 or, listens, so, yeah, yeah. People yeah. listening to the importance of fighting that. But my point is there's a lot of bad that comes with the technology we have today. There's also a lot of good. And so making sure that you're centering your life around Catholic Christian messaging, you can spend your whole life listening to sports and talk politics and get really mad and riled up, or you can listen to quality programming on Christianity. And we would call you to do that. So coming up next, we're going to be joined by Father John Ricardo, more or less, so stick around, and we'll be right back. Father, we thank you for the access that we have to you in the name of your son, Jesus. And so together with him, Father, we pray here today on behalf of the land in which we live in a special way, asking you to be gracious and merciful to our nation in these days, where we find ourselves so desperately in need of your grace and your healing and the help that only heaven can give. So we ask that you would arouse us to do all that we can as members of the body of Christ, to put calluses on our knees in the days and weeks and months ahead, to implore your help and your mercy for our country. And we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to make a proposal to our parish. I'd actually like to make a proposal to the entire archdiocese, for that matter, to the whole church throughout the country, but that's beyond my responsibility, so I'll just make a proposal to us as a family. The proposal comes in, in large part as a result of just my own prayer over the last couple of weeks, especially while I was away on vacation, as I just continue to watch and read and listen to all that's taking place in the land in which we live, not just on a political level, but certainly including on a political level. In a large way, the proposal is prompted by just my own meditation on the works of four authors. So what I'd like to do this morning is share first um, the words of three of those authors, move to the proposal concretely, and then end with the words of the fourth and final author. Because the words of the authors are, I think, so crucial and important to get right. I don't want to paraphrase them, so if you'll uh, indulge me, I actually want to read them verbatim. And I'll warn you, they're kind of lengthy. So first, as the safety and prosperity of nations ultimately and essentially depend on the protection and the blessing of Almighty God, and on the national acknowledgement of this, is not only an indispensable duty which the people owe to him, but a duty whose natural influence is favorable to the promotion of that morality and piety without which social happiness cannot exist, nor the blessings of free government be enjoyed. And as the United States of America, as or are at present, placed in a hazardous and afflictive situation, under these considerations, it has appeared to me that the duty of imploring the mercy and benediction of heaven on our country demands, at this time, a special attention from its inhabitants, 
I have therefore thought it fit to recommend that Wednesday, the 9th of May next, be observed throughout the United States as a day of solemn humiliation, fasting, and prayer. Let the citizens of these states, abstaining on that day from their customary worldly occupations, offer their devout addresses to the Father of Mercies, that all religious congregations do with the deepest humility acknowledge before God the manifold sins and transgressions with which we are justly chargeable as individuals and as a nation, beseeching him at the same time of his infinite grace through the Redeemer of the world freely to remit all our offenses and to incline us by his Holy Spirit to that sincere repentance and reformation which may afford us reason to hope for his inestimable favor and heavenly benediction, that it be made the subject of particular and earnest supplication, that our country may be protected from all the dangers which threaten it, that our civil and religious privileges may be preserved inviolate and perpetuated to the latest generations that our public councils and magistrates may be especially enlightened and directed at this critical period, that the American people may be united in those bonds of amity and mutual confidence and inspired with that vigor and fortitude by which they have in times past been so highly distinguished and by which they have obtained such invaluable advantages that the health of the inhabitants of our land may be preserved and their agriculture, commerce, arts, and manufactures be blessed and prospered, that the principles of genuine piety and sound morality may influence the minds and govern the lives of every description of our citizens, and that the blessings of peace, freedom, and pure religion may be speedily extended to all the nations of the earth. And finally, I recommend that on the said day, the duties of humiliation and prayer be accompanied by fervent thanksgiving to the bestower of every good gift, not only for having protected and preserved the people of these United States in the independent enjoyment of the religious and civil freedom, but also for having prospered them in a wonderful progress of population and for conferring on them many and great favors conducive to the happiness and prosperity of a nation, given under my hand and seal of the United States of America at Philadelphia, this 23rd day of March, in the year of our Lord, 1,798, and of the independence of the said states, the 22nd. President John Adams. For those who might have forgotten, President Adams' vice president was Thomas Jefferson. Perhaps our current understanding of the separation of church and state is not in accord with the understanding that the man who wrote that had in mind. Second author. Whereas the Congress of the United States, by a joint resolution of the two houses, have signed a request that a day may be recommended to be observed by the people of the United States with religious solemnity as a day of public humiliation and prayer. 
And whereas such a recommendation will enable the religious denominations and societies so disposed to offer at one and the same time their common vows and adorations to Almighty God on the solemn occasion produced by the war in which he has been pleased to permit the injustice of a foreign power to involve these United States, I do therefore recommend the third Thursday in August next as a convenient day to be set apart for the devout purposes of rendering to the sovereign of the universe and the benefactor of mankind the public homage due to his holy attributes of acknowledging the transgressions which might justly provoke the manifestations of his divine displeasures of seeking his merciful forgiveness his assistance in the great duties of repentance and amendment and especially of offering fervent supplications that in the present season he would take the American people under his peculiar care and protection, that he would guide their public councils, animate their patriotism, that he would inspire all nations with a love of justice and of concord and with a reverence for the unerring precept of our holy religion to do to others as they would require others to do to them. And finally, that turning the hearts of our enemies from the violence and injustice which sway their counsels against us, he would hasten a restoration of the blessings of peace. Given at Washington the ninth day of July, in the year of our Lord, 1812, President James Madison. Finally, the third author, Insomuch as we know that by his divine law, nations, like individuals, are subjected to punishments and chastisements in this world, may we not justly fear that the awful calamity of civil war, which now desolates the land, may be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. We have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. It behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power, to confess our national sins, and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. Given this 30th day of March in the year of our Lord, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln. What I find so startling about all of these is that none of them came from a pulpit. They all came from the President of the United States. What I find doubly startling is there was a time in which everybody, or so it seemed in our country, understood that the only remedy for what ailed our nation at whatever time in these three periods of history was to turn to God, to fast, to repent, and to pray. Given that, here's what Father John and I would like to propose to us as a parish family. Three things that starting this Wednesday through the conclusion of this calendar year, 
that we as a parish family fast every Wednesday until dinner. Meaning what? Meaning just drink liquids those days. For those of us who can't fast for whatever reason, health concerns, maybe we're pregnant, maybe we're of an age where we can't do that, maybe we can do something else. Maybe it's a cup of coffee that day that we don't have. But some way that we can all gather together, mindful that Jesus doesn't say in the Gospels, if you fast, he says when you fast. And he tells us that certain things can only happen not only by prayer, but by prayer and fasting together. And not only because that's what the Lord has said, but because indeed the founding fathers and then their successors in our own country understood that those things were very commendable for us as a nation to do. So to fast together as a parish family every Wednesday. Second, that as many of us are able, gather together in here Wednesday evening at 6 o'clock to pray the rosary. Most especially turning to Our Lady under the title of Our Lady of Fatima in this, the 100th anniversary of her appearance. And second, invoking the intercession of Our Lady of Guadalupe and Our Lady under the title of the Immaculate Conception, that title which is her name for her patroness of the Americas. And third, that as many of us are able, break our fast, quite literally, by receiving the Eucharist that same night in Mass immediately after the Rosary. What we most need as a country is God. What we most need to do as members of the Church is to pray and to get on our knees and to stand in the gap for our leaders and our whole country, and perhaps especially for those who won't pray. Wouldn't it be something if we didn't have enough room in here every Wednesday night for all the people who will gather together to pray the rosary and to offer our prayers together with the prayers of Jesus to the Father for our land? Wouldn't it be something if news of this spreads throughout the archdiocese and more parishes join us and churches are full every Wednesday and knees hit the ground praying for mercy and repentance and forgiveness. Wouldn't it be something if news spreads beyond the archdiocese to parishes in the country and collectively untold numbers of us gather together as a body separated only by geography, turning our prayers to our Father through the intercession of Our Lady and then in communion with our Lord Jesus. Imagine what might happen which leads me to the fourth author. If my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. That's God, and that's a promise. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Man Up on IO Catholic Radio, broadcasting from the Mercy Live Up Studios. I am Joe Stopulus, along with Father Zach Kautsky. And, well, we hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. And it, it, it has been so inspiring. It's probably the fourth time I've listened to that. And I hope you, you're feeling the call to action uh, that Father John Ricardo has put out there for us. Uh, and we're going to talk about that call to action and, and what we here at the Man Up and IO Catholic Radio would like out of our listeners. But before we do that, we're going to go to Father uh, Father Zach's 99-second homily. 
That's right. In Wadowice, Poland, about 90 minutes from Krakow, is the childhood home of Pope St. John Paul the Great. He was born there in a small two-room apartment. And at a young age, lost his mother, lost his sister and his brother. And so for most of his young life, uh, the future pope lived with his father, also named Carol, Carol Sr. And he remembers uh, growing up in that small apartment that uh, when he'd be sleeping at night, that he'd often uh, wake up and the thing he would see is he would see his father on his knees praying. And when you go, when you go to the the childhood home of John Paul II, you can, you can see that kneeler. Um, actually just recently was able to pray at that kneeler, uh, in the apartment. If you look out the window, uh, there's a huge, on the, uh, side of the, the church across the street, uh, there is a huge, uh, sundial and above the sundial in Polish, it says time flies, eternity dwells, time flies, eternity dwells in Polish. And so for us as Catholic men, it's very, very important that we, uh, as we take on this challenge of fasting, that we also have fervent prayer, that we set that example for our families. So, Father, the importance of fasting, you have, uh, in spiritual direction with me, have always told me about the importance of fasting just in general uh, with fighting any sort of spiritual battles and becoming stronger through that. Talk to us about the importance of fasting. Sure. Well, I think very, very important to remember that you know, asceticism or this, you know, this kind of discipline of the, the passions is necessary for everybody. It's not just for priests or sisters in a convent, but it's necessary for everyone because all of us struggle with sin. All of us have concupiscence, you know, that inclination towards sin uh, that we have inherited from Adam and Eve, our first parents. And so for us, fasting is something that helps really liberate us. It's not something that that imposes itself on us, but it's something that helps us to overcome uh, unholy desires, something that helps us to be truly free in the greatest sense, uh, to live uh, the fullness of truth and to live our lives in a way that will be truly happy. Well, and just like when you work out a muscle to make it stronger, by fasting, you're working out your will, your self-will. Uh, you're working out your ability to have self-mastery, and you're doing it in small ways, big ways, however it is, but that way when, when other trials and temptations come up, you are now better equipped to do that. And Father John Ricardo's homily, let's just break it open And maybe real quick. just summarize real quick what, yeah. if and people so, are just joining us. So Father John spoke about the, the, these writings from the early presidents and founders of the United States. And over and over again, we're invoking God, but we're also invoking the nation to take part in fasting and prayer. Uh, and as I love how he mentions these are the same people that wrote uh, the separation of church and state, and they clearly realize that there's still an importance in this. And I think he understands the trying time of this country. Now you can hear it in his voice that this is a, a very tough time for our country, and he's calling on parishes and people around the country to get together on Wednesdays to fast, to go to Mass, and say the rosary. So we here at Man Up would like to call on our listeners and all the listeners of Iowa Catholic Radio, wherever you are on the country, to do the same. Uh, Father John knows that we're doing this. He knows that uh, we're trying to inspire other people. So we'd love to give him a number. We'd love to tell him, hey, we've got another 100, 200, 300 people around the country in solidarity with you guys up in Michigan who are doing this, who are praying, who are fasting. So his call to action is fasting, 
every Wednesday, water only from the time you wake up until dinner time with a, a rosary and mass at dinner. Now, obviously, we understand that not everyone's going to be able to find a 6.30 p.m. mass. We also understand that you might be pregnant, you might be young, you might be, whatever it is, that there are different ways of fasting. You know, if you can only fast, maybe missing breakfast, maybe giving up coffee for the day, maybe it is, maybe once a month you're doing the full fast, you're not going with lunch or breakfast, and you're just going at dinner. But if, we're calling on our listeners to add in a, a rosary on Wednesday for the intention of our country through uh, the, uh, our, the Immaculate Conception, and we are calling for you to fast in some way, shape, or form. If you can do the full fast, please, please do it. Uh, and as many of our listeners can do that, we want to hear from you. We'd love to uh, have you contact us. You can just write us an email at manup at iowacatholicradio.com. Uh, you can share this. Share this homily with your friends and family. Spread this message around because uh, our country needs it. And, and, you know, he mentions at the end, there's only there's certain things that can only be done through prayer and fasting. So we need prayer and fasting. We need this. And what better time in this uh, election season and this craziness that we're experiencing as a country to get down on our knees to fast and pray. So please join us on Wednesdays to join in solidarity with Father John Ricardo and his parish. Father Jack, would you please end us in a word of prayer? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, you know the, the deepest needs of our hearts, our deepest desires. So give us a deeper, more profound desire for you and for the things that pertain to heaven. Help us each day to embrace the cross as you, have, as you see fit. And help us to always have joyful hearts that look toward heaven. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today on Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. For Father Zach Kautsky, I am Joe Stopulus. Time to man up. With all of your strength, with all of your soul.